The opinions expressed in this show are the views of the host and not necessarily that of WTRW, 94.3 The Talker, or the Bold Gold Media Group. The following presentation is brought to you by the host of the program who is solely responsible for its content. The information contained in this program should not be construed as, nor is it intended for, medical diagnosis or treatment. Good afternoon, folks, and welcome to On the Couch with Dr. John G. Kuna. Please feel free to visit us at our website, drjohngkuna.com. That's drjohngkuna.com. And you can call me at 570-961-3361. You can also email me any suggestions or comments about the show on onthecouchnipa at gmail.com. So as many of our listeners know, we've been talking about uh, different type of benzodiazepine problems. I saw in the news today uh, that President Obama has declared a war on opioids, um, opioid addiction. We're joined today um, on the show by Jay Sachoka. Hello, everybody. Pharmacist, well-known, and author of the well-selling book, Batman in Recovery. Yeah, I'm retired on it, man. It's just, it's that good. But it's it's been well acclaimed. Well, well acclaimed. S- sales aren't what I would like them to be, you know, never having to do the real job ever again. But people like it, so might be worth looking at. Definitely well selling. Well, well received, can we say. Thank and you. And the book was uh, about Jay's struggle with obesity and his struggle with addictions as well, and hence the title, Fat Man Recovery. Maybe Jay will talk about uh, opioids today. I just want to finish up a little piece here about uh, benzodiazepines as we had put this on the air before um, it's so important for people to realize that if you're taking a benzodiazepine you could be having symptoms of withdrawal and you might not even know it you might mistake it for symptoms of anxiety please feel free to talk to your doctor talk to your therapist your psychologist and say I'm just so confused I don't know if I'm anxious or if I'm nervous or or what's going on with me? I, I keep reaching for more of my Xanax or more of my Clonopin. It uh, seems like my symptoms are getting worse, and they might be. And um, that's the time to talk to your psychologist or counselor and talk to your doctor to see if tapering off of benzodiazepines is right for you. You know, your counselor or psychologist cannot make that decision. So I want to read this to our, our listening audience. It says, and we have stressed this before, it is important for the client to have a basic knowledge of the symptoms of withdrawal that differentiated, that means tell it apart, from a return of anxiety. Well, what would those symptoms be that are withdrawal symptoms that are not anxiety symptoms? Well, it's quite a list here. Agitation, increased sensitivity to light and sound, muscle cramps, insomnia, dizziness, and seizures. There should also be a discussion of potential side effects such as sedation, meaning you're, you're flat, you're kind of just uh, lethargic. Cognitive defects, amnesia effects, disinhibition, your, your impulse control is bad, dependency, negative interaction with alcohol, emotional blunting, again, you're just flat, depression, <laughs> and increased anxiety. Increased anxiety is a symptom of withdrawal from a benzodiazepine, and you might be taking it for the sake of combating anxiety. The article continues, benzodiazepines are addictive mood-altering drugs that should not be used for longer than three months. (laughs) 
Three months. Three Dre. months, please. Ninety I, I, days. I have patients I refer to as like Mother Superior because of the length of their habit. <laughs> you, you know, it's it's just it's absolutely ridiculous. DC liked that one. I like. We got to get DC in on this. We should absolutely. The length of their habit, and uh, it's just yeah, benzodiazepines, opioids. Throw a muscle relaxer in there. They refer to that as the Trinity. When you have Unbelievable. like, a, yeah, like when you have Valium, Valium, Vicodin, and like uh, Soma, those are Soma, those Vaclofen. are considered the Trinity. The Trinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you think of this, and it says here in this article that benzodiazepines lose effectiveness after a few months of regular use. Oh, they absolutely do. Yeah, I'm not making this up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because of the development of tolerance. So when tolerance develops, withdrawal symptoms can appear, even though the user continues to take the drug. So while you're taking the drug itself, you might be developing withdrawal symptoms the same day. Such symptoms suffered by many long-term users are often a mixture of the adverse effects of the drugs as well as the withdrawal effects due to tolerance. So you have the withdrawal effects and the adverse effects of taking the drug long-term. You get both. You both get withdrawal effects and the package that goes with it for long-term usage. This article is from the Royal College of Psychiatrists from the United Kingdom. So, Jay, it sounds like you're ready to to launch out there um, a little bit. Um, What do you think of Obama's war on opioids? Is it timely? Is it a little bit late? Is it uh, political? I I think the drug war, which has been going on, I think, since around the time I was born, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think Nixon, that was Nixon's thing. He had the drug war and the first drug czar. And it's it's been an abject failure. It's been a lot of money spent. um, And uh, people are still using heroin. People are still using Mm -hmm. amphetamines, Mm -hmm. uh, meth and things like that. Uh, those hard drugs are still out there and they are selling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not that I think they should be legal, but I believe something like cannabis should be legal, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. in a medicinal mm-hmm. purpose. Um, it just, you know, if you're going to have everything that's so uh, hardcore out there and you have alcohol and you have tobacco, which are legal, is cannabis worse than alcohol? President Obama says no, and I as a pharmacist absolutely agree. Yeah. Do you see a lot of long-term users of uh, pain medicine... Um, benzodiazepines. I saw. I know they're different. They're still Schedule Four medicines, but they're different usages. I think I mentioned before in the air, an individual said that um, his doctor gave him twenty Vicodin because he had carpal tunnel surgery, and he asked me, "Will this carpal tunnel surgery heal just as well if he doesn't take the Vicodin?" He was confused. I said, "Well, well ask your doctor. He prescribed it. I don't, you know, be a wise guy or anything." But mm-hmm. I. My non-professional opinion, I think a lot of wounds would heal very well if you have Vicodin or not. Vicodin has no antimicrobial activity. The wound will heal and close very well. Uh, My mom, God bless her, surgeries left and right, she won't take anything stronger than Tylenol. Yeah. Absolutely. Just plain old Tylenol because... Uh, like hydrocodone or Vicodin make, makes her makes her loopy. Mm-hmm. Tylenol with codeine she'll have, but that's that's bush league compared to what's out there. You know, and I'll never forget when I learned in pharmacology. You know, oh, heroin's so bad. Fentanyl is a thousand times the potency of heroin. Wow! And they gave me uh, that come in the patch form. It comes in the patch, uh, and they also they also gave it to me when I had a shoulder surgery. To mm-hmm. they were going to put a needle in my neck so my arm wouldn't move, a nerve block. 
And they didn't want me to remember that procedure, so they put me uh, full of fentanyl and Versed. And I woke up, and the anesthesiologist said, how you doing? I said, man, I haven't had this much fun since college. I mean, this is just <laughs> unbelievable. So I see the allure. I see the appeal. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's just um, – and it, you're forgetting another thing they throw in there because the Vicodin uh, and, and has um, – you know, it's mood-altering. It's a depressant. Okay. You know, when you're when you're up, you're up, but when you're down, you are way down mm. on uh, on opiates. Mm-hmm. And so you go see your psychiatrist, and you you know you might get a benzodiazepine, and but you know you also might have ADD or think mm-hmm. you do, and might mm-hmm. convince the doctor that you do, and get your Adderall. Get so your Adderall. You have opiates, Adderall, and benzodiazepines coursing through somebody's veins. All at the same time, yet somehow medical cannabis is illegal in this state. It mm-hmm. just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You don't, are you going to move like to Colorado or anything? No, I'm going to bring it here. Okay. You mean you're going to go out and bring it? Like literally? or bring, I, I, bring I, as a, I am a... Uh, legality of it here. It's the legality of it. As a pharmacist, yeah. I, am a, uh, I am an advocate for medical cannabis. Mm-hmm. I've written extensively on it in PharmacyTimes.com. And uh, I am a proponent of it. Not only do I believe medical cannabis should be legal, pharmacists should have a hand in the dispensaries. If it's so dangerous, as everybody's saying out there, then it should be controlled by people with skills in controlling dangerous medications and distributing it to the public. Therefore, it should be a pharmacist and a team of techs. Well, not not a striking position, I'm sure, for uh, uh, the audience to hear, but um, maybe not. Maybe people will want to weigh in on that. Absolutely, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm, I'm I'm sure the uh, beehive just got a good shaking. Yeah, you know, as a uh, as a licensed psychologist, you know, I don't really have a um, an opinion about medical cannabis or or not a medicinal usage. I don't really know that much of it. I d- I did hear something about a substance called Vivitrol, um, which is used uh, IM or injectable uh-huh. uh, for individuals, so that in case they're an op- opioid user. They don't have to take uh, Suboxone or Subutec uh, to um, be able to stop the cravings if they're maybe, oh, uh, Percocet, Vicodin, Oxycodone users, and they, they're actually in need of uh, rehab. They've, they've come out of rehab, and they know that it's so easy to go right back that they might give an injection of Vivitrol. That's legal. I'm not sure what Vivitrol is, though. I honestly haven't heard of it. I, yeah. I honestly, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. And maybe on the break, I'll take a look and we'll talk about that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll take a look. Uh, that's that sounds pretty interesting. Once again, you know, you have your your Suboxone. You're treating an addiction with one of the, in the same family of drugs that is that is already out there. You're treating a drug with the drug. I have seen pain management doctors also get Suboxone licenses and mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, I question the ethical morality of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, okay, I got you hooked on this, but wait a second, I can get you on this instead. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I just, it boggles the mind. Yeah, it seems yeah. that the, the argument uh, to me, uh, the argument is that uh, Suboxone, um, maybe methadone are uh, legal. So as they're legal, you could certainly regulate their usage, monitor people, have them tested, keep them on program, put them off program. Whereas the illegal usage of drugs, you have no control over them. Uh, you know, you don't know if they're going to use how much heroin tonight or how much um, 
methadone or what they're going to use tonight or how they're going to get it. They might might get it illegally. This way, they, uh, they might tend to buy their, um, and not buy, but use their, get their methadone or suboxone through legal methods, maybe through a clinic. That's that's very true. And also, like, if you ask a libertarian what they think about drug control, um, you know, some will say legalize all of it because you're t- infringing on somebody's right not to do that drug. And if you do legalize all of it, you can then have good pharmaceutical quality assurance and control. It is an advantage because then you know where the drugs are coming from, how potent they are, things like that. Is it fueling a fire? It's absolutely fueling a fire, but that fire has already been lit and we are a drug happy society and the, the country's addictions aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Period. That's the shocker to me, is that uh, benzodiazepines and all the opioid pain medicines do not cure anything. No, they don't. Palliative care. I didn't know that. Well, mental illness is palliative care. I can't be cured from bipolar disorder. They can only treat the symptoms. Right, right. You know, there's no cure. It's funny. I always have a joke. Every time I walk out of my psychiatrist's office, I go, I'm cured. Hallelujah. And then just, you know, walk out the door. Because uh, no, it's not going to happen. Of course it's not going to happen. Right, right. You know, I am cured. Lucky me. No, no, I, I get to live with this for the rest of my life. And hopefully they could just keep me in a good place, you know, medicinally. And uh, so far, so good, really. I've been on a cocktail since I got out of the hospital. It's pretty much been the same with one or two couple years now. 2008. Oh, so, good for yeah, you. We're looking at eight years. Pretty bravo, much, yeah, eight years February uh, that I got out of the hospital, and uh, things have definitely turned up for the yeah. better. That's for sure. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, in my studies and my research now that this has been becoming such a hot topic uh, with clients. And why do I care? I care because my clients come in and they're, uh, they're on a lot of meds and they're still complaining, or we say complained. We don't mean our clients complain, but they're telling us, you know, what's the chief complaint of the client, so right. to speak. And the, the chief complaint is my anxiety's through the roof. Uh, I'm so anxious I can't take it. My skin is coming off. And they're on lots of benzodiazepines. I'm thinking something is wrong. And you also have to wonder about self-medication with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, you could, because benzodiazepines and alcohol, having gone to pharmacy school, I could tell you it's quite a nice combination. Mm. Recreationally used, you feel very mellow mm-hmm. and, you know, and... Um, it's it's out there, uh, you know, self-medication with alcohol. It's as uh, mm-hmm, prevalent mm-hmm. as self-medication with any other drug. They're all drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, some are legal, some are not. And what's the boundary? What's the definition? What makes something a class 2 narcotic where you could ha- have a medical benefit with it and get it by prescription in a class 1 where you can't? Mm-hmm. You know, Jay, I know you're not uh, a doctor, but you have so much knowledge as a pharmacist. I just want to kind of put this question out and, and, you know, to be fair to our listening audience, why or how does it come about? I say why, but how does it come about that Schedule Four medicines, you know, such as Xanax, Clonopin, Ativan, are immediately, as soon as you start using them, you're building tolerance. You're building tolerance because the brain likes it. The brain likes it, and tolerance means is you're going to need more and not only are you going to need more, but you're going to go through withdrawal. You're going to need more. You're going to go through withdrawal, and it doesn't cure anything. No, it it doesn't cure anything, and it does. It's uh, Metallica had the best song ever, Master of Puppets. It was about cocaine addiction and mm-hmm. just how mm-hmm. this the substance can just absolutely own you. 
mm-hmm. over uh, mm-hmm. over a very short period of time. What feels good to the body, the body wants more of. And right, it seems right. with most of those substances, cannabis not being one of them, mm-hmm. that's backwards. The more mm-hmm. cannabis, uh, the more you use cannabis, the less you need to use to get the same effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, every other drug out there, you need more to feel better or to feel the same. Sometimes you're taking a ton just to break even because your body's so used to it, it's it's not having any benefit. But you have to uh, you, you have to gulp them down just to feel okay at best. Yeah, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely horrible. It is such a shame what is out there. And, and I've seen people uh, broken. I've seen families broken. I, I've been called a thief and a liar by people. Oh. That I've been taking their medications when somebody else picked up their medications, took 10 out, and then gave it to them. Oh, my word. You know? And, and uh, oh, it's your fault. You're taking this, that. And and I know I'm not. And, um, and sure enough, I got to the bottom of it. But... You know, it happens. You know, you're trying to keep me from getting me my medication. I'm trying to keep you alive. Right. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to keep you from collapsing your respiratory system because you're taking too much of this stuff. I'm trying to keep you from destroying your liver from taking too Mm -hmm. much of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to keep you on this planet. Right. You know, that that is my main goal. Quality quality of life. The best quality of life I could give you. And Mm -hmm. and and that you are playing within the rules of your medication. And it's not everybody out there. I have seen people taking the same dose of a narcotic and a benzodiazepine for the past 15 years. Wow. No increase in doses. They're good Mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. the drugs are somehow Mm -hmm. working agreeably with them in a a method that they don't need more of it. So they are out there. And there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm talking about the few bad apples that spoil the whole bunch mm-hmm. you know th- that make you wary as a pharmacist oh here it comes you know benzodiazepine and mm-hmm. oxycodone mm-hmm. here we go mm-hmm. you know you look at them and you're automatically staring the person down and we are trained in pharmacy school pretty much that every every patient out there with high dose opiates is an addict that's what we are taught and to defend and protect your stock against these people that's how it came down to me when I was in pharmacy school, that you had to look at everybody having a, as having an addictive issue rather than not and keeping an eye on the small few. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the, just the general mentality in pharmacy was these people are all a bunch of drug addicts. Just amazes me, you know, to see um, there are options. Now, I'm not a medical doctor, but there are options. If you have um, diabetic nerve pain, Lyricra, it could be an option. Yeah, I know this because from family members. You know, they could take Lyrica. There's other drugs, that Boost Bar. There's other drugs that could be done. There are options out there. But I encourage our listening audience, um, if you're hearing our, our show today, you know, think about talking to your doctor and, and think about talking about your symptoms and if it is anxiety or the actually um, withdrawal symptoms you're going through and perhaps tapering off is right for you. Thank you for listening we're going to go on a short break and we'll be back soon you're listening to on the couch with dr john g kuna are you feeling low or are you anxious all the time do you feel like your life is tough sometimes or are you experiencing relationship challenges or parenting difficulties or just want some help with everyday stress 
If you're feeling this way, you're not alone. And while medication may help you cope with these problems in the short term, they may not treat root issues. You may want some help, and Dr. Kuna and Associates can help. They offer evidence-based therapies in a confidential and compassionate environment. You don't have to feel alone. Dr. Kuna and Associates has 20 years of experience, 22 different therapists, and 10 locations throughout Northeast PA. They have offices in Scranton, Clark Summit, Blakely, Music, Kingston, Tunkhannock, Shikshini, and Matamoros. Most insurance plans are accepted. You will be treated in a confidential and comfortable environment for addiction counseling, relationship counseling, adolescent counseling, trauma counseling, and mental health disorders. Call 961-3361. That's 961-3361. Or Google Dr. Kuna and Associates. What hurts can be healed. Welcome back, folks, to On the Couch with Dr. John G. Kuhn. And again, you can certainly call me at 570-961-3361 or visit me on my website at www.drjohngkuna.com, drjohngkuna.com. We have many locations for your convenience. We have a Bethlehem office now, Shikshini, Kingston, two offices in Scranton, Blakely, Clark Summit, Tonkanics. There's many offices for your convenience, and we do take both Medicaid and Medicare help um, for your billing purposes and your, your medical care purposes. If you are referred by your doctor and you feel, well, I have Geisinger family, I don't know if you take it, we do. Uh, if you have um, Aetna Better Health or if you have access, you know, we do take those cards so as Medicare as well. Joining us here today is Jay Sacholka, pharmacist at large. I mean, uh, no pun. N- not quite as large. Uh, not quite I, I as large. Say. Pharmacist, not quite as large. Again, the author of the fine selling book, Fat Man in Recovery. It's a wonderful book. I do suggest everyone um, maybe take a glance at the summary of it. And if you're interested, uh, please feel free to uh, make use of it for your knowledge. Jay, you've really filled my head with a lot of information uh, today so far. I, as I said before on the show, I'm, I really don't have an opinion about medical marijuana uh, or anything like that. Uh, but one thing that we were talking about during the break, um, I asked you, what are benzodiazepines? What really are they? Are they like horse tranquilizers or are they? No, they're human tranquilizers. Um, they're what are referred to in professional terms as an anxiolytic to take away mm. anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, Rolling Stones, Mother's Little Helper, Little little mm. Yellow Pill, that's mm-hmm. a Valium 5. Mm-hmm. You know, you learn that in pharmacy school. Mm-hmm. At least you learn that from really cool pharmacists that you train under. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he always used to refer to Valium 5s as Mother's Little Helper. Frank Holman, great guy. He, we, I, I uh, learned a lot and had a lot of fun with him. Good pharmacist and a good sense of humor. Need, you need both, I'm sure. You definitely need a sense of humor yeah. to be a pharmacist. Well, Jay, you're, you've been uh, come a long way, really. You know, you're quite a. I th- I'm not embarrassed to say, Jay, quite a success story. Thank you. You know, you've you've struggled against obesity, uh, you've struggled against bipolar disease, you've struggled against addictions. Um, what do you What do you find to help move you in a, a positive direction if you're becoming anxious, like you don't take benzodiazepines? I believe. No, I don't. I, I don't take benzodiazepines. Um, I actually do take uh, synthetic THC in a pill called dronabinol, which THC is the active ingredient in cannabis or marijuana, as some people call it, but I prefer to keep it to its scientific name. 
of cannabis. And um, it's a part of the drug cocktail I take that takes me where I need to be. Not to say it's foolproof, because believe me, there are mornings when I have the dry heaves because I think about wondering what kind of day it's going to be in the pharmacy because it's before a holiday or after a snowstorm mm-hmm. or, you know, just really... Uh, you know, setting up to be a real bad day. So it's it's not bulletproof, but it certainly helps. And I also, uh, you know, I, I take big deep breaths. I pray real quick. You know, mm-hmm. you know armor mm-hmm. of the Lord, shield me. You know, something like that, just real yeah, fast. Yeah, quick you know mantra, I mean? armor of the Lord, shield me. You know, and uh, and just you know, go in there and and do my thing. Uh, but one one of the biggest things, if I'm wound up and I'm not on my way to work, go for a run. Mm-hmm. Works every time. You know, it's just uh long run, short run. I like to, you know, I'm going for like an hour these days, hour, wow. hour 15, somewhere in there. Yeah, it's it's picked up. It's picked up quick. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I, like I was talking, uh, telling Phil on the, the last time I was here, mm-hmm. looking to run Steamtown Marathon and raise money for a charity. You know, too so. good. Let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's in September. October. Columbus October. Day weekend. October. Oh, so. Okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll you see think what you'd be ready, Jay? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I got all the time in the world right now. I could have mm-hmm. done the Scranton half if I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a weekend to have to work. I kind of need the vacation time down the line, so I just said, you know, mm-hmm. skip this one, sit this one out. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, going for a run with, with uh, going for a run because you get that big breathing, you get that chest moving in and out, and you're building up. Uh, you know your endorphins, mm-hmm. and you're just yeah. you know, you know, and uh, and endocannabinoids as well. We do have those. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's the that's the uh, chemical system that THC works through the endocannabinoid mm-hmm. system, mm-hmm. and um, you get all this moving, and you feel you know you just at the end you you just as you, just because of the mere fact you survived what you just did for the past hour, you feel mighty good about things. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you just feel wow, that was great. I feel great. Getting let's, up, let's and move moving. On. Yeah. You know, actually moving about. Yeah. You know, clear your head. Take a five minute walk if you have to. If, yeah. if work is so unbearable, you can't stand it. Go, you know, find the the longest loop you can make and walk it for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that uh, that helps. You know, every so every so often I'll get to sneak out. Not often. The days go fast as it is. And once I'm in a groove, I'm not nervous about working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But just I, I psych myself out sometimes more than I psych myself up. Wow! You know? How about that? So that is so cool. Every every so often, but then you know, once once you know your staff shows up and you know, the gates go up and you get in your little zone, boom! Prescriptions get filled safely mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we move along. So you know, like I said, I, I I breathe, I take medications, I you know do talk therapy with John, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. uh, you put all that together and you have a reasonably well paced human being out there. So it's you know it's definitely Fantastic. working. It's definitely working. Fantastic. I heard a quote the other day, uh, something to the extent that start with that which is feasible. Move on. To that which is possible. Soon you'll be doing that which is impossible. Absolutely, yeah. Impo- you know things like yes, flying. You can't, <laughs> not without mechanical assistance. You cannot fly. You might think sometimes you can, and then nothing good ever comes of that. Trust me. But um, it's it's amazing what you could teach your body to do. Mm-hmm. Like when mm-hmm. I went to, uh, I went and I ran my first marathon, mm-hmm. you know, and then I said, okay, when can I do my second? And then after doing a couple, I'm like, can I run further than 26.2 miles? Further. And I taught myself to run 30, like, and then, well, then I ran 35. 
And, Amazing. you know, through some pretty sick training mm-hmm. uh, to do uh, to raise money for Children's Miracle Network at the time, I ran from Geisinger Danville up to the uh, Mohegan Sun Arena, the Walmart right next to it. And Very uh, good. Very it was good. 56 miles or something like that. And it, it was just like, you know, it was just a day at the office. I don't yeah. think I ever had so much fun. And, and it was like when I ran to Philadelphia in four days, much of the same thing, 40 mm-hmm. miles a day. I was having a blast. Is that in a book? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> yeah, they I just wanted the, to mention that. So, so that, push pushing yourself farther. You know, if you, uh, obviously, Jay, you know, you've ran from Danville to Mohican Sun Arena. You've ran to Philadelphia in four days. Uh, a lot of family support and help to, to encourage you and you know be there. You know, to, in case you need to sag off a little bit, I'm sure. You know, I had crew when I ran from. Uh, from Danville up to Wilkes-Barre, I did not when I went down to Philadelphia. I had a couple mm-hmm. people running my bags, but mm-hmm. as far as being out there, you were out there. I was out there. It was me, some money, and you know, hopefully convenience stores in between to buy uh-huh. Gatorade <laughs> and, and just keep trying to stay hydrated. Yeah. It's it's a great story. It's in the book. Mm-hmm. Don't want to give it all away, but a very pivotal part of my life occurred during Excellent. that run. Excellent. It, it was uh, it was um, it was a great experience. So, yeah. folks, there you have it. A lot of ways to. Um, be able to operate your life. Uh, Jay's bringing out the idea of running, and uh, of course, he is uh, med compliant, and he he takes uh, what is prescribed. He does um, good things for himself after his hospitalization. And there's other things that um, we could talk about more in the show about meditation, uh, perhaps in mindfulness therapy. And Jay, you really brought out a, a wealth wealth of information for the listeners today. Well, thank you. And I want to thank everybody for listening. You've been here today. On On the Couch with Dr. John G. Kuna, you're listening to 94.3 The Talker. This Saturday at 12.30 p.m., join Dr. Kuna and Associates for On the Couch Counseling with Dr. Kuna. Dr. Kuna will provide life stories and support and information about the mind and body. On the Couch Counseling will discuss recent events and news stories and promises to look at every angle. He'll keep it fun while getting to the root of the current issues of mind, body, and spirit. So join Dr. Kuna and Associates Saturday afternoons at 12.30 on 94.3 FM, The Talker.